The Rainbow Skyline Podcast is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. Do you want to see Nikola Jokic's latest display of passing wizardry up close and not on TV? With GameTime, you can click on any seat in the app and get a panoramic view of the court, kind of like how the Joker sees the court. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Rainbow Skyline Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Kosmider. I've been covering the Denver Nuggets for The Athletic since 2018, and I'm just so thrilled to have you guys in uh, listening to our brand new podcast. We are very excited to get this going. The, the name of the podcast, Rainbow Skyline, is an homage to the, the Nuggets jerseys that uh, in their time, when they came about in the, in the 80s, um, weren't so popular. Obviously, they've grown over time. I wrote a story last year about how you know, the guy that, that made those uniforms or created the design for those uniforms had just moved to Denver, saw the city skyline, you know, saw the sunset and thought, you know, let's put those two and two together. Uh, and that's kind of what I view of this podcast. You have a, this medium that I, I think a lot of people enjoy getting their, you know, getting their opinions, getting their insight, getting their analysis um, on the team. And so you combine that with uh, what we do at The Athletic, which is in-depth storytelling, uh, in-depth breakdowns of what's going on. Uh, in, around, in and around the team, kind of past the you know the box score, and so that's what we're going to try to do with this podcast. Uh, I'm going to be joined in in many episodes by my colleague uh, on the Nuggets beat, Kendra Andrews, who we're really excited to have. She joins us after having graduated from the University of Gonzaga. She covered the Zags there. Excited to have her kind of fresh perspective uh, on this team that uh, is really going to be uh, fascinating to watch this season. Uh, obviously, finished last year one game shy of the Western Conference Finals brings everybody back, has an MVP candidate in Nikola Jokic, uh, has a rising point guard in Jamal Murray who just landed a max extension and the Nuggets hope can become an all-star caliber player. And and then you have the addition of Jeremy Grant who comes over in a trade from Oklahoma City and throughout the preseason has certainly passed the eye test. And then there's Michael Porter Jr., kind of the great wild card of this team. You know, is he a guy, the former number one high school prospect in the country, dealt with back injuries, rehabbed, missed a year, uh, missed last season with the Nuggets. Now he gets to play. What What's that all going to look like? And you throw that all into the mix of a really jam-packed Western Conference in terms of talent, but the Nuggets are as deep as any of these teams. That's going to be the thing that they ride on is their depth. So we will be, we'll be doing two podcasts a week. We're going to have a Wednesday show. That's kind of going to be our, our main show every week. Um, and you're going to be able to subscribe and find that on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. We're also going to have a bonus podcast um, that you can only get in the athletic app. Um, that's going to be after you know after a marquee game of the week. Um, whether that's myself and Kendra breaking down what we saw, looking forward to what's next. You know, hopefully we'll get some guests on as well. And, th- and then that main Wednesday show, we'll certainly have we'll have some guests, including this one today. I know we're, we're launching it on Monday this time, but th- this is going to be an awesome interview I did with Tori Craig. You know, just a really fascinating guy who has an incredible story 
in terms of how we even got to the Nuggets. Um, you know, we had a great conversation um, about some of that journey, about the playoffs last year, about what's sitting here motivating him. I, I uh, got a lot out of um, kind of how he reacted after the Nuggets, the Nuggets lost. I mean, this is a team that, you know, again, was a lot of people maybe thought ahead of schedule that they win 54 games after having missed the playoffs the previous two years. They were number two in the Western Conference. But for them, they thought they should have been there. They thought they should have beat Portland at home uh, in game seven and then kind of had this who knows thought about playing the Golden State Warriors minus Kevin Durant in the Western Conference Finals. Obviously, Golden State blew through Portland, but Denver thought they matched up really well. Um, so they believe that they have unfinished business and they have not avoided the the topic of um, championship contention. It's been something that they're uh, embracing. It's It's been something that this team believes is an attainable goal. Now, whether that's true, it's going to depend a lot, obviously, on, on health, you know, finding the right mix in this depth for Michael Malone and, and figuring out how all these pieces, uh, you know, go together. But again, they, they have the talent, they have the continuity that very few teams in the NBA can say they have. And then they have it. They have Nikola Jokic, and, and I think when you have a player that talented, um, your floor is only so low. I think this team is, is going to be right in the mix for one of the top spots in the Western Conference. You know, and and with the playoff experience gained last year, again, this team believes that you know it's going to be it's going to be right in the mix. So again, we're just really excited to bring you in depth storytelling with this podcast, kind of go behind the scenes, bring you into the locker room, help you understand kind of the, the tenor of this team, and you know, really just sort of explore some of the personalities of what is, you know, a really fascinating locker room. Uh, talking to Tori Craig, as you'll hear in this interview, you know, that that's something that I think goes unnoticed about this team is just how, how tight a lot of these players are. And I think that's going to pay a lot of dividends when you're talking about all the depth and the choices that Michael Malone um, is going to have to make in terms of who he's going to play uh, on a night-to-night basis. So uh, we're going to get into all of that um, now you can, if, if you already have an athletic subscription, you're going to get, um, our bonus podcasts in that app, in the athletic app. Um, but you can also subscribe now. We have a, we have a deal going for our listeners, the rainbow skyline podcast. You can get it at the athletic, the athletic.com slash rainbow skyline, 40% off. Um, and, and that's the best way to, to get our show. You'll get every show, um, you know, ad free in the athletic app. So, we're going to roll right into this. Uh, we'll have another show later this week um, from Portland uh, after the Nuggets have their home, their I'm sorry, their season opener against the Trailblazers. Um, so we'll have something special from Portland out there. Uh, and, and then we'll be, again, bringing these to you twice a week. So we'll have the main Wednesday show that you can get on the Apple, uh, Apple or Spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts or um, in the Athletic app. And then we have the bonus episode that will also be in the Athletic app. So without further ado... I'm going to send it to my interview that I had this week with Tori Craig. We're here today on the Rainbow Skyline podcast with with Tori Craig. Tori, you're our first guest on our, you know, the name after the the uniforms, the Rainbow Skyline uniforms. What what do you guys as players think of those that you busted out last year? Oh, we love those uniforms. Um, the color wave, um, guys, different kicks with them, and and try to <laughs> try to look as cool as possible. So um, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. Yeah, so, so you spend some time going through the shoe closet, making sure that uh, you got yeah, something for crazy. sure, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, um, you know, we're sitting here now, just a few days away from from the start of the season and, and the way that you guys ended playing against Portland here in Denver. Um, what's been the motivation that's kind of led you guys up to uh, Wednesday night? Um, just just how close we were last year. 
Um, going to two game sevens, I think that's going to do a lot for us. Just how close we were in, in game seven, up 17 at home. With our home record, with our home crowd, just those are the kind of games you got to pull out and find somewhere to win, and especially when you're up 17. And we gave up the league, the league and end up losing. So um, that, that, that was a bitter taste, and it stuck with us through the summer. So that's motivation enough, just knowing how close we were. Yeah, when that happens, what, what do you do? Like, what's your next, like, week, you know, like after that? Do you try to just get away? you try to clear your mind? Well, me personally, I just – I just kind of locked myself in my house. I didn't leave my house for like a couple of days. Literally didn't go. I ordered food. Uh, I didn't leave at all. So it was just thoughts over and over again how close we were and, and what would have been, what could have been. Um, and the opportunity we had playing against a, a Golden State team with, with no Kevin Durant. So um, it was definitely a golden opportunity that we missed out on. So we're definitely going to try to redeem myself this year. Did you reflect at all, um, though I wonder, on – on just where you were, I mean, and written about your story, but for maybe our audience um, here on the podcast that doesn't know, I mean, you came in 2017, um, played in Australia. Yeah. You know, here you are in, in, in the biggest moment that this league ha- has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did, was there any moments last year where you're like, you know, damn, this is, this is, where, I, this is where I am now? Um, I would say my first year. My first year when I was on the two-way contract, just playing in games. And uh, the, the surreal feeling and the, the disbelief that you're actually playing in NBA games against some of the best players in the world. Um, but more of last year, it was more of, okay, I'm here now. Now what, what more can I do to help this team win? Um, what more can I do to contribute any way I can? So my first year is more the oohs and ahs. And then my second year, it was, okay, let's get down to business. When you when you start out on a two way contract, you were part of the first wave in the league of guys yeah. that, that were on that. Um, yeah. Obviously, they still were kind of figuring out some of the yeah. wrinkles in terms of travel. What was what was that year just just like? Is that one that you'll kind of look back on and be like, that was an interesting ride? It definitely was interesting. It was a lot. Um, I don't I don't think the league fully understood the two way contract or, or, or let alone the team. So and then the players. So um, it, it was some moments where we didn't know. What I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what I was doing or how long I was going to be up or how long I was in the G League. And it, it was a bit of a bumpy ride when it came to having days count up when you're up. So, um, you know, as you know, you're 45 yeah. maximum. So what count as a day? So right. um, obviously the practice counts as a day. Traveling with a team counts as a day. So they were trying to exclude me from those so I can play more games as possible. So I would have to fly out. I flew out on a couple of game days on the day of the game. Um, really? Yeah. Like on a, on a commercial flight? Yeah, on the Southwest flight to Houston. <laughs> um, was flying in in the middle of the night. It was just, it was just a, a, a lot of different things to experience on that contract. Yeah, because and because I think they've they've reworked it now so that those yeah. travel days. Yeah, I, I heard I heard it's a lot smoother now. <laughs> so you're like, oh great, that yeah, would have been nice. Sure. Um, when you and I talked to you about a little bit about this during the playoffs, but again, kind of for maybe a, a different part of the audience. When you were when you were leaving Australia, um, obviously you you had su- such a great career while you were over there. Was it a difficult decision for you, um, you know, kind of given the life that you had made to to kind of to, to take the chance with with the NBA? Yeah, of course. Um, I remember my agent first told me the Nuggets wanted you to come play summer league, and I told him no, like like straight away. I was like, no, nah, I'm good because I was looking at my age at the time. I was 26. Um, I had one more year in Australia, um, and then I would get my 
my my Australian citizenship or whatever. So I was trying to get that, and then I had a lot of good things going on on for me there. So I didn't know if I wanted to sacrifice that to come to try out for a team that I possibly not, not might not make it, and then I can't go back to my team because they would sign somebody else. So I didn't want to miss out on that opportunity, and then I had to talk to a couple of people and get more comfortable with the situation. I decided to come and uh, play it off for me. Yeah, so summer league in 2017, did that make it? Did you feel like a lot of pressure in that moment because of what you're talking about? Of um, I wouldn't say pressure because I don't really, I don't really believe in pressure. I mean, is it you do it or you don't kind of thing with me? So um, if I came and did what they told me to do to make the team, then that would make it. So it paid off for me, but. I didn't really feel pressure. I just feel like I just felt like okay, I'm here now. I'm gonna do anything I need to do to make the team. If I don't make it, okay. And now all of a sudden, it's your 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 third year on this yeah. team. You're, it's old hat for you now. Yeah. I'm I'm curious about what it is like, um, sort of just in your guys's locker room. I know there's a lot of young players that you know that you guys have a lot of fun with. How 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 much do you enjoy? Like just having such a young group and, and guys that seem to from from the outside. Obviously, we're not in there every day mm-hmm. with you guys, but really seem to get along. Yeah, I mean, in the locker room, like, this is one of the best teams to be on. Like I said, I think I've told somebody this before that this might be the first team I've been on where everybody literally likes everybody. So it's there's no guy standoffish. Um, it's, it's guys that talk a little bit more than others, but everybody communicates. The chemistry is there. Uh, we have fun. We joke a lot, play around. Everybody understands each other. So... When you got a locker room like that, it's much more easy to play with guys as well. So you can be yourself on and off the court, and that's a huge benefit to have in this league. Yeah, I mean, how much does that help, especially given w- with with what you guys know and believe that you can do this year, to have that kind of, I guess, levity in the locker room to kind of ease things up when, when the goals are, are pretty serious in terms of what you're trying to do? Yeah, I mean, as long as everybody's on the same page and understand what, we, what we're trying to accomplish – um, the locker room is going to be the locker room. Um, do what we do off the court and, and hang out and all that. But when we get on the court, as long as we understand our, our main purpose, I think I think that's really all that matters. We under, I mean, his name is Joker, so we know mm-hmm. that Jokic is a guy that has a lot of fun in there. Who, who are some of the funnier dudes on this team that might surprise people? Uh, Mike and Vando. Um, <laughs> they have... Vando lies a lot, so it's 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 just funny just watching him lie. Um, and then Mike has his ways, and then you got uh, Monte and me, and it's just a lot of the guys that joke around and mess with guys. So uh, yeah, that was just never few. Monte has this knack for like um, you know I go even going back to college of just like being a guy that people gravitate toward, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it's organizing different events or whatever the case might be, what's just your impression of, of how he kind of fuses some of that together? Yeah. Yeah. Monte is definitely easy to get along with, especially, uh, a newcomer. Um, he's somebody that you, you can just vibe with easy and, uh, easy to talk to. And then next thing you know, you're over his house, he's over your house and, and then you guys create like a bond. So he's definitely one of the guys that, that, takes you in, especially um, me and him came together on a, and we signed a two-way together. Yeah. So <laughs> we, was, we was seeing each other, talking every day. We lived in the same building. So um, 
we was literally hanging out every day. And then now you see the other guys come along and do the same thing. So, so it's good to see. That must have been interesting because you guys were playing for two different teams, right? Yeah, he was playing for um, Rio, Grande. Rio Grande Valley and I was playing for um, Sioux Falls. Scott right, Fish. okay. Yeah. You know, I'm curious. One of the one of the things about this team is obviously is obviously the depth. You know, there's mm-hmm. so many guys that, that can play um, and have at various points throughout the last couple of seasons been really impactful. How do you guys handle that in terms of knowing that on certain nights, there's just not enough minutes that certain guys are going to have to play this night, but maybe not another night. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the big picture, is is a good situation to have. You're ready to be too deep, then then not deep enough. So, um, I think as long as the guys like we always talk about sacrifice. So as long as the guys buy into that, and knowing it's not about one individual, um, it's about doing doing everything for the team and putting the team first. I mean, that that shouldn't be an issue. Um, especially if we're trying to win and win now. And we know we have a legit shot at that. So I think um, a team like this will put egos to the side and uh, just sacrifice for the team. Speaking of sacrifice, you, you sacrificed your, your body in the uh, game two of the Western Conference semifinals. Yeah. I, I think that really, from, from kind of just hearing from fans, and kind of really endeared you to people um, you know, in this fan base that night that you you know, you, you get hit in the nose, you, you're, you're bleeding everywhere, you come back. What... Just take me through what that kind of whole whole night was like. Uh, it was definitely an interesting night. Because um, when I first got hit in my nose, I felt like I blacked out for like a split second. And then... Torrey Craig took a shot in the nose as Collins throws it down with two hands. And Torrey Craig is down in a heap. Well, that was right in front of us. You could see he took a shot. I think I hit Monte leg and it kind of like dazed me and I just opened my eyes and I just it was so much pain in my nose and I was holding it I stood up or leaned up and there was just blood pouring I knew right right away it was broken because I had broken my nose prior to the season mm-hmm. the same season and it was the, the same feeling but a little bit worse and um so I knew right away and uh when we went to the back they said hey we still have your mask from when you broke your nose the first time so I was like okay cool then um if fucking if you got the mask, I'll go back. And they was telling me, the coach was telling me, like, it's only one game. You, you, don't, you don't have to prove nothing to us. And then uh, they was trying to see if I had a concussion. Was I dizzy? So I was doing all these tests and everything. But I told them if they if they gave me the go-ahead, like, I was going back to play because it's the playoffs. Like, yeah. it's my first playoff. It's our first playoffs since, like, 2013 or whatever. So just to get back out there, like with the guys, those those the whole thing I was thinking. Like I can't, I'm not trying to miss one minute of this. Even if I didn't play, I just want to be out there on the bench. So um, I went back and I, they told coach that they gave him a thumbs up and then he called me to go back in. I just went back in and tried to play. It was tough though, trying to breathe. I had yeah. cotton balls, in my, cotton nose. balls in, your nose, right? in my nose. I was swallowing blood the rest of the game. <laughs> um, I was having trouble breathing. It was, it was, it was bad, man. But um, I felt like it was all worth it. You're just going on kind of adrenaline at that point. Yeah, for sure. Definitely adrenaline. Look who's coming back on the floor. And a big ovation for Torrey Craig. Uh, Good job, young man. Get in there and fight for your team. That's what the playoffs are all about, man. I admire that. Broke his nose, but he's willing to go in there and fight for his his team. And that's that's what playoff basketball is all about, man. Nuggets winning game one. Monday night, but a much more physical game, too. Here comes Craig. Man, take a pack. Coming back after that kind of injury. Got a rebound. 
a three. Well, and then the last thing I kind of just want to ask you is that, you know, this, this is, do, do you feel now, you guys have played Portland so many times in the mm-hmm. last, um, whether it's this preseason, that the series in the regular season, does it, does it feel like a legitimate rivalry to you guys with them? Yeah, I, th- I think it, it forms. Like every time we play those guys, it's a battle, but I feel like the playoff really like stamped it. Like, okay, we, we marking that, that day on our calendar when we were playing those guys because of the, uh, some of the altercations we got into, I think it was like three different altercations. <laughs> yeah. So it was um, it was a lot, and then they obviously beat us in Game Seven on our home court. So um, as a competitor, as a basketball player, you kind of take that kind of personal. Like they came in your house, beat you, and a poor Game Seven. So. Yeah, we definitely got a chip on our shoulder when we play those guys. I think everybody's really looking forward to uh, to Wednesday night to, to get back at it. Tori, yeah. thanks a lot for uh, spending time with us on the Rainbow Skyline Podcast. Right, thanks for having me, man. No problem. And with that, our first episode of the Rainbow Skyline Podcast is in the books. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to Tori Craig for joining us for our first episode. He was a great guest. Really appreciate him being uh, honest and enlightening about um, you know his journey last year and, and his journey to the team uh, in general. I wanted to share our promo code with you guys one more time. If you go to theathletic.com slash rainbow skyline right now, you can get 40% off an annual subscription. That gives you all of our nuggets content, gives you all of our podcasts, national podcasts, national writing from an all-star team. Um, You won't find better coverage of the NBA anywhere and all for less than, uh, I guess, half a latte a month. So go go ahead and check that out again. That's theathletic.com slash rainbow skyline. Uh, Until then, we'll see you guys next time.